Hello, beloved ones of him. Um, I'm back for another episode. Uh, I know this is quick. <laughs> I just did an update yesterday, but I wanted to start off with um, a message, and then we'll do another one next week. But I just wanted to encourage people because I know that I need encouragement. So this is just going to be a quick encouragement in the waiting. Um, I know there's a lot going on. Wow. I would say, obviously, in the entire world the last couple years. And it's had a lot of us believers and unbelievers like, you know, kind of with our heads spinning. What's going to happen? What do we do? And I just wanted to encourage, I guess this is, you know, specifically for believers. Um, but it, it's definitely, I mean, it's for everyone. It's for all of us that we can have hope. Um, and when we place our hope and our trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's when we know for sure. We know for absolutely sure that we are on the winning team. And that's such an encouragement and that's such a blessing. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit today. Instead of doing a little salvation shout out at the end, I would like to do it at the beginning. So you know for sure that you are on the winning team. And so if you're, you know, hearing me right now and you want to just surrender your life and know for sure without a doubt that you are on the winning side of this battle and we are in a battle folks like this is a war um so I just wanted to reach out and and just if anybody wants to do that right now um give their lives and surrender to Jesus Christ let's go ahead and pray father God we come to you and we just thank you. We thank you for sending your only son. John three sixteen says that you so love the world. You so loved everyone in the world. That whoever would call on his name would be saved. That you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. He became a man. He walked the earth. He was tempted in every way we're tempted. Yet he did not sin. He was perfect in every way so that we could become perfect by accepting the free gift that you have given us and that he offers to us. That we just need to take it. That's it. We need to receive it and say, Jesus, come into my heart right now. I thank you. I thank you for every um, every drop of blood that you shed, every lash that you took upon your back, that I could be perfectly healed perfectly whole in mind, body, soul, and spirit in every way. I am equipped now because I have invited you to live inside my heart forever and ever so I could live in heaven with you and my Father God forever and ever. And I know that, um, I just know, I know that I am on the winning side of this battle now. And I thank you for every hope and promise that you've given to me and I just I lay my sins at your feet at the cross and I say thank you for taking them I no longer want them I no longer desire this world or anything it has to offer because it doesn't have anything to offer me and I thank you I look ahead and I focus on you Jesus and I thank you for that in Jesus name amen and again, like I said yesterday in the update, if you just did that, that's the best decision you can ever make. And I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. 
Like, that's amazing. All of heaven, the Bible says, all of heaven and his the angels, God, they're all jumping for joy, rejoicing for every person that turns away from sin and turns their eyes towards Jesus. Because it's such a wonderful time. It's such a wonderful time. You know that you're going to heaven and, and that you'll just, you're going to live forever. And that's amazing. It's a wonderful promise and a free gift. So... It's awesome, and I encourage you to get hooked up with a local church, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-filled, um, so you can be discipled, and, and read your Bible, read your Bible. I use um, uh, ESV, which is English Standard Version, there's many versions out there, um, a lot of people feel more comfortable with one or the other, um, but ESV is just one that I prefer, so... But that's not such a big deal, honestly, guys. Like, the biggest thing is focus on Jesus and what he has done for you and bask in his love for you. And if you hold on to the one truth that Jesus is in you now and you have everything that he has, which is everything, and how much God loves you, if you could just really understand that every single day when you wake up and you look in the mirror and say wow God loves me and sometimes it can even be a question because sometimes it's a question to me <laughs> I look in the mirror and say wow God loves me yes he even loves me you know he does he loves you so much he loves the entire world so much that he gave his only son like, could you do that? Could I do that? Like, that's a huge sacrifice. And Jesus did it. He could have, you know, the Bible says that he could have called his angels and said, come save me from this. But he chose to do it because he knew how much the Father loved us. And he, he wanted to save us too. He's our big brother now. He's our co-heir with Christ you know I don't want to get too much <laughs> if you're a newly saved person I don't want to get too uh, you know blah 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 Christianese for you but anyway I'm just so excited I'm so excited about the love that God has for each one of us it's amazing so um anyway I'll stop <laughs> okay so let's go ahead and get into what I was going to talk about so, encouragement and the waiting. So, for me, personally, and I know yesterday during the update, I said I just wanted to kind of share some revelations with you, what I've received over the last two years. And it's been a bumpy two years, but it's been an amazing, blessed, um, like, adventure. It's been the best time of my life, like, really. And let me tell you, warn you ahead of time, if you don't know me personally, I may cry several times in each episode, and maybe you'll get lucky and I won't cry at all. <laughs> but, and it's not necessarily because, I mean, I am an emotional person, but just the Holy Spirit, it's like such a, Ah, oh, man, and, and part of my testimony, if you don't know me also, is I, I used to do a lot of drugs, okay, Jesus delivered me from that lifestyle, praise the Lord, but I will tell you personally that the, the love of God and the presence, the Holy Spirit, wow, it is better 
than any drug that could ever be offered, like the best drug, and I've done all of them. The feeling of the Holy Spirit and the love of God coming upon you in power and in fire and and just wrapping his arms around you, it is more powerful, more better. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. It's better than any of that, and better than any alcohol, the feeling of being drunk, high, whatever. It's better than all of that. So sometimes I cry because I'm happy. Sometimes I cry because I'm overwhelmed by just the the Holy Spirit and how much he loves me, even me. You know, it's it's just amazing. So if I cry, you know, I I used to say sorry, but you know what? Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Because I'm crying because of the goodness of God. Like the Bible says that the kindness of God is what leads men to repentance, not shouting in their face, you know, you need to have Jesus or you're burning in hell. That to me would not really make me feel, you know, like doing that, you know. I mean, I might be scared, but I that doesn't, you know, really give me great feelings. It's the kindness of God. And when we as believers show the kindness of God that he's lavished upon us, and we can show that to others, then that's when people want to change. That's what leads them to want to say, you know what, I want what you have, because you have something amazing, and it is amazing. It's the power of Jesus Christ, the transforming power, the renewing power of Jesus Christ, and that's lasting you know, going to rehab, you know, going to counseling, those things maybe can help for a while, but the real transforming, renewing power of Christ Jesus living in you, nothing can beat that. Um, so anyway, so for me, the last two years have been amazing, um, scary, awesome, um, ups and downs, but mostly, mostly ups. It's been uphill and, and in a great way. So over the last few months, and this is part of why it had taken me so long to stay consistent with this podcast is because, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to lie, whisper in your ear, tell you you're not good enough, tell you that what you've heard and seen in the spirit and the natural, what God is telling you, oh, it's not true. It hasn't happened when you thought it was going to happen. So it's not going to happen just like he did with Eve in the garden, you know, the slithery snake, you know, he, (laughs) he, um, um, just came to lie. That's what he does. He's the father of lies. So, you know, battling that, and, you know, I just had to be in a place where, and I am, I have every tool, every believer does, in our handy dandy toolbox, we have every tool that we need to fight off the enemy, um, honestly, for me, I was getting tired, and I was growing weary in the waiting, 
um, I was getting tired of having to speak out like every time a thought would come and then so I would just let the waves roll in the lies roll in and I wasn't trying to stand up and walk on water towards Jesus I was watching the storm around me rage and just sinking um so it it got hard for a while and then you know I would feel strong again and I'd be like woo let's do this you know um get you know diving into my word making sure I was on top of everything speaking against everything that would come right away and I think that that's key too at least for me is right when I get a thought I need to cast it down immediately not like let it fester um my old pastor, Pastor Mike, who's wonderful, I love them, him and his wife, Jean, so much, but he used to say, um, you can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you, you can, uh, make sure it doesn't build a nest there or something like that. I think he said that. So like, yeah, we can't stop, you know, thoughts coming into our head. We can't. They will come, but we can immediately, once they come, recognize it as a lie. If it's not good, it's not God. If it's bad, it's a lie. You know, right when they come, say, nope, I'm not going to accept that. You know, nope, that's not true. That's not what God says about me. Um, so I wasn't doing that sometimes. And, and, you know, when I get back on track and... I'm on top of it and I stay on top of it. That's why it says we have to fight the good fight of faith because it is a fight. It's a battle and this is a war. And the good news is we win. We know we win, but we want to be, you know, on top of every little battle, you know? So when we get to the top of the hill and we see the war field, like the big, huge battle, we want to be like pumped up and ready to go. We don't want to be tired and weary and worn out from what we did behind us in every single step of the battle to get to that top of the hill, right? We want to be like having our whole armor of God on and like ready, you know, like pumped up to run down that hill into the battle. So, um, I just want to encourage you guys, encourage you guys that we are winning. So this is one of my favorite scriptures right now because I've had, you know, at the beginning of this two years before this quote unquote, um, virus, um, hit, you know, God had kind of given me a warning, if you will, to, to get into my word and really stop being, um, uh, a Sunday Christian, honestly, like I'll be honest with you and frank with you. Um, I was a Sunday Christian and a Wednesday night Christian and a ministry Christian, you know, going through the motions, singing the songs, um, showing up when I needed to teach in a class, you know, stuff like that. But day to day, I let the, I let the lies hit me, you know, the lie of the enemy, you know, tell me I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough wife. Um, 
all those things. And I would, I would kind of stay away from God most of the days because I didn't think that I was worthy or, um, could be used in any real way. So I kind of just stayed hidden in the building of the church. Like, Oh, what can I do to help here? You know, I might as well make myself useful in areas that I can, because I know that God really, you know, doesn't want to spend intimate time with me. He doesn't really have a plan for me. Like, how could he, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have any awesome skills. I'm not artistic or, you know, I can't sing or, you know, wave flags around and dance eloquently or pretty. Um, I'm not a good speaker. I don't have a good voice, you know, all the things, all the things that we think about ourselves, which are not true because really I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. I know that's such a cliche, scripture but it's so true if I wanted to sing I could sing you know I if I wanted to you know be a world evangelist I could do that if I wanted to be a missionary I could do that you know it's we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us and I don't believe that we need to be and I'm probably going to get in trouble with a lot of people here I believe that when we accept Christ into our hearts we are the fullness of God we are the fullness of God in Christ Jesus he abides in us and we abide in him and he said that when he left and he ascended to the father the right hand of the father he said all these things that you see me do you're gonna do these things too and more so that means that we basically are little Christ's that's what Christians mean. Christian means little Christ. And I'm not saying like in a heretic, you know, a, like a heretic saying, I am Jesus Christ. You know, I am your savior. Not like that. But we are everything he is. We can do everything. So I don't believe that people are, have a special anointing. And that's where I say I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> with a lot of people. And I love a saying that my husband has said before. Um, um, we we're talking about something and he said, I don't want to follow the anointing. I want to bring the anointing. So like how people go to certain places to see certain ministers. And I'm not saying that's wrong at all. Cause that, you know, yeah, go see a pastor that you like. I'm not saying anything against that, but a lot of times people like, they're like pastor groupies, like you know what I'm saying? Like they will follow an evangelist, like every city they go to, they'll go to a certain pastors, you know, every, every sermon they preach, you know, but if it's a different pastor, they won't show up that week. <laughs> um, you know, you're kind of putting a man on a pedestal because they have a quote unquote special anointing, you know, pooey on that. Every person and all it takes is that person looking fully at Jesus and what Jesus has done for them. Okay. So it may look like, so say me when, you know, I was a church Christian sitting in a pew and I was, you know, not looking at Jesus for my everything. And then this pastor that's speaking is looking at Jesus for everything. He knows that he is the fullness of 
of God in Christ Jesus. Of course it's going to look like he's some kind of superhero. You know what I mean? Because he understands. He gets it. He knows that he can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens him. But I don't because I haven't held on to that truth. I'm not renewing my mind daily. I'm not in my daily word. You know, I'm not looking to God. And I'm not saying I need to do a certain thing either. You know, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying because we're not human doings. We're human beings. We need to rest in God's grace grace, and not worry about like, oh, am I doing enough? Oh, did I read my Bible enough today? Did I spend enough time in his presence? It's not about that either. It's just about looking to him. And if you're looking at him, then everything else, you know, will come together. Just like in the word, I don't know what scripture it is, but, um, or I don't even know how to paraphrase it. It just totally went out of my head. But if you desire God and his kingdom, all things will be added. So, um, I'm not sure exactly the wording, but I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, the, the scripture I'm talking about. But when you focus on God, all the other things would be added to that. But when we look at ourselves and our sin, then we can do nothing. We can do nothing in our own strength. Because why would we need Jesus? Why, why his sacrifice would be for nothing. He wouldn't need to do all that. He wouldn't have needed to die on the cross if we could do it ourselves. So that's the biggest thing. I think that the church today thinks like it's, and I don't, I'm not, I, I hate when people put other believers down and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say that I think that a lot of us, and I was there, and I still am sometimes when I when I start believing the lie of the enemy. It's like we take our focus off of Jesus and what he's done for us. And we start looking at us and what we can do for ourselves. Like, oh, I need to be a better wife today. Or, oh, I need to, you know, do something extra for my kids. No, like, focus. Sorry. <laughs> I'm hiding in my office and the kids don't know where I am yet. But they might find out soon so and you hear a lot of background noise but they're just having fun out there um hopefully daddy doesn't give up my hiding spot <laughs> um so anyway when we take our focus off of god that's when we get in trouble that's the main but i went off way i went way off subject here um so let's pull it back in so encouragement and the waiting so my favorite scripture right now for that and I was where I was going with that was the last two years God had told me um before this whole pandemic hit to to really get into the word get into his presence build my faith like a muscle um and I was like what's coming because he said something is coming he did say that and I took that as a warning I didn't take that as the devil trying to scare me I knew it was God um and I was like okay what's coming <laughs> like help me God but I listened and usually I wouldn't I was a bad bad girl usually holy like and I could always I always knew when the Holy Spirit was talking to me and I'd be like eh 
I don't want to do that. Eh, I don't feel like doing that today. And this time, I took heed, y'all. And I was like, okay, I'm not messing around anymore. And then, boom, two months later, the pandemic hit. And it was like, whoa, you weren't lying, God. Something was coming, and I'm so glad that I took, you know, those few months to really, you know, bask in his presence, get into the word, um, just really focus, put my focus back where it needed to be. And then we got pulled out of, you know, our regular church, Christian, feel good, comfortable, you know, lifestyle of just, you know, mundane you know, following the motions, and it was the best thing that could ever happen to us spiritually. Honestly, it was. Um, I mean, I can't, I shouldn't say us. I want to say me. I can't, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but anyway, um, Habakkuk, and I apologize, I'm horrible at pronouncing these Bible words, but this, so the last two years, let me go back to this thought for the third time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, the last two years, God had just been giving me a lot of revelations, a lot of dreams, um, just a lot of things, um, a lot of, you know, things that really built up my faith and really ignited the fire inside of me, the desire. Um, and I'll tell you one, that one of the bigger, biggest revelations that changed me so much, and I might cry, but this was so mind-blowing to me, and I speak on this all the time. Mark eleven twenty four. So I know it's basically, you know, you cast things in the you know, cast them out, you could tell a mountain to move, and it will move, you know, that's the basic scripture, and I had heard that in church, like, awesome, we have the power to move mountains, cool, you know, but it just didn't tickle my fancy, like, because I wasn't, I know I was saved, I'm going to heaven, I'm a Christian, you know, whatever, all that, but I didn't, it was just words on a page to me every time I would hear it. But I was about to fall asleep one night and I was just laying in bed praying and thanking God and just saying like, you know, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to love people the way you love people. I want to be where you are. Like, I never want to do anything that displeases you. Like, I surrender my whole life to you. I want to just like, I was just like, you know, laying it all, you know, just worshiping him in my mind, like as I was falling asleep and I heard so clearly, not audibly, but clearly you have what you say you have. And I was like, it just stops me. I'm like, that has nothing to do with what I'm saying right now, God. And he's like, you have what you say you have. And I'm like, okay, I know that scripture. And he's like, no, listen, you have what you say you have. Not what I say you have. What you say you have. You have it. And then he went on to say, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that revelation now that I told you that? Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit right now, man, as I'm saying it. 
every time I speak on that, it's like such a, ah, you are so good. You are so good, Jesus. Now I am going to start crying. And just that, just that reflection that, because I was willing to lay down everything and put my eyes on him, put my focus on him and say, I want everything that you want. I want to love people. I want to see people the way that you see them. I don't want to judge people. You know, I just, I want to have your heart towards everything in every situation, in every place. And that's what his response was to me. Is you have anything you want, basically. It it has nothing to do with me, he said. He said, because I know your heart is turned towards me. So whatever you say you have, take it. It's yours. Because everything that's mine is yours. Because I know that I can trust you. And it's it was just such a... An overwhelming feel. Like I jumped up and I... I went into my prayer closet and I was just, I fell down on my face praying in tongues and I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is such a revelation. And like what I felt like, um, Bruce on the movie, Bruce Almighty, Jim Carrey, when he's walking down the street, you know, and he got his God powers or whatever. And it's like, I got the power. And he's like pointing to everything. But... It's like God had given me that mantle. If you hear weird noises, by the way, it's the chair I'm sitting in. I know people say that all the time, but I'm really not doing anything weird. Um, so I don't know how much background noise this thing picks up. But anyway, um, so I started Googling on my phone, Mark 11:24, and I ran across Jesse Duplantis. I had never heard of him before. And that was like his number one scripture. Like he loves to preach on that. And so, and he preached it in such a revelationary, I don't even know if that's a word, but he says it. And he says that too. He's like, I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to use it. He preaches on that in such an amazing way that God had given him like almost the same revelation. And, um, so that was life changing for me. So I started having visions and just like saying okay god this is what i say i have and having dreams and and stuff and and purpose like i actually like began to have a purpose in my life like a god purpose and it was amazing and so i had like hope and something to hold on to not just oh churches in two days let's you know do reminder emails for people working in children. So what do I need to do? Like, are we having anything after church? Like, what's this? What's, you know, what am I, what do I need to do? Um, it was just such a different lifestyle. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. And then, so in Habakkuk, um, well, let me just say this one thing. And then everything that I was so excited about didn't come when I thought that it was going to come. And it's like my world shattered. It's like, God, you said I had what I said I had, what happened. And I think that a lot of times 
I'm, I can be very impatient. And I think a lot of times, a lot of believers can be like, we're trusting God, we're trusting God, we're standing on his word. And then it's like, okay, well, how long is it going to take? How long did it take Abraham to have his children? You know, 25 years he waited for Isaac. And I'm not saying that anybody has to wait 25 years, but we think that it should happen when we want it to happen. But God does not work on our time. He doesn't even work in time, I don't think, because he's outside of time. He's inside, he's outside, he's all around it. He created time. So it's so minuscule to think, you know, oh, it's if it doesn't happen this day, this time, this hour, it's a lie. He, he lied to me. How can you do this, God? You know, which is so dumb to think, but that's where I was for a while. And then I read this and this is what I hold on to. So this is Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint complaint and then the heading I love this this is the heading of verse 2 the righteous shall live by his faith and I'm going to stop there for a second because and my husband has said this and I think that he recently got a revelation about this it's not our faith it's not our faith I know it's our faith when we initially um get saved we have to place our faith in Jesus Christ for our salvation it's by faith you know but after he is inside of us everything that we do is his faith and what is his faith his faith is perfect so that's the faith that we have we have perfect faith so it's saying right here the righteous shall live by his faith capital H y'all so it's not our faith. He's not talking about his faith like in our faith. It's talking about his faith. And even though this is Old Testament, it's a shadow of Jesus Christ. So I believe that this is saying the righteous shall live by Jesus' faith. And then listen to what it goes on to say. And the Lord answered me. So the first part said that I'm watching. I'm standing watching at my tower. Okay, looking out to what God will say to me and what he's going to answer concerning my complaint. So that's like me. Excuse me, my sniffling. Um, you know, God, you said this is going to happen. Why didn't it happen when I thought it was going to happen? That's me complaining. That's my complaint, right? And this is God answering. The Lord said to me, write the vision Make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Wow. Okay. I needed to hear those words so bad when I heard those words. It... It hit me like a ton of bricks in a good way because that was powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was so powerful for me to hear that. Like it's not going to delay. 
God knows exactly when I need it, exactly when I really want it. So that's just the encouragement that I have for you today. If you're waiting on a promise or a vision that you've had or a dream that you've had to come that is you believe is going to come to pass through a word of the Lord or a prophet, you know, and I want to get into that a little bit. Excuse me. And I'm sorry this is so long. I don't know if I should stop this and save, do a part two. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I'm going to keep going. Um, I'll try and hurry and not digress too much. So prophets, y'all. Okay. There's a lot of modern day prophets that are popping up here and there. And I know a lot of the church um, is like, where are these people coming from? What rock did they crawl out of? Like... I haven't, like, all of a sudden, all these prophets are coming out. Um, I believe that that's prophetic. <laughs> that's, there's a reason for that. Um, and I listen to a few of them, and I don't listen to a few of them, because some of them are scary, and um, they say discouraging things that scare me. <laughs> and not to talk bad about them, I believe that God talks to everybody in different ways and I'm not saying they're false prophets either I'm just saying that they're more on the side of doom and gloom like how um Jonah wanted to be um with Nineveh like you know sitting on the hill like burn people burn you know I think that some of the <laughs> prophets are kind of like speaking that way but the ones that I like to listen to are the encouraging ones that are saying these are glory days, not gloomy days. This is a time to celebrate and eat cake and, you know, things like that. Like, this is good for us as believers, bad for those that are on the side of the enemy. You know, we see a lot of things going bad in the world, but it doesn't affect us. It doesn't have to affect us. If we have our eyes on Jesus, it has, it can't touch us. Sickness, disease, poverty, everything like we are immune to that you know speaking you know it's ironic that i would say immune because we are immune we're we have natural immunity through christ jesus to anything you know the the virus the the stuff that's going on we have nothing to do with that we're separate we are a peculiar people we have nothing to do. We are in this world, but we are not of this world, right? So we we can see all this stuff. And I'm not sure what scripture that is either, but a war was going on somewhere in the Bible. And it says, you'll see them fall at your left and in your on your right, but it will not come near you. It won't touch you. It won't come near your tent. No sickness, disease, no calamity. No virus, no, no, not anything, no thing shall by any means harm us that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't need to worry about anything that's going on in the world because we are immune. Okay. We are in a different realm. We are a different species than what's going on out there. We can, we can see it as we're looking through a window. And we can see all of this going on, but we are, like, think about a snowstorm. I know Northeast is going through a lot of um, snow issues and storms and stuff, and I pray for them that none of them are harmed in the name of Jesus. 
but you can just see that picture. You know, you're sitting in a nice warm cabin with a fire going and a bearskin rug, light music in the background, and looking out the window at this horrible blizzard happening. And maybe even people are like flying by, wicked people, you know, <laughs> not flying literally, but like, you know, getting thrown to and fro by the storm and you're nice and cozy in the cabin called Jesus because he holds us. He holds us in a place of safety and we know that we don't need to worry about what's going on. We don't need to worry about the wind and the waves and the snowstorm that's happening in the world all around us because we know that we're protected. We're safe. We're immune. Okay, so that's awesome. And then speaking of prophets, the Lord does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. So that's encouraging too. And I believe that's, that's a good, that's an awesome tool for us. We have the Bible. Yes. We have the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we have prophets. Yes. I think all of those things working together. And I'm not saying that we definitely need to stay balanced in that. I think that it could be very dangerous if people start going off and like, you know, idolizing, if you will, prophets and being like, oh, well, this prophet said, so that's what's going to happen. You know, I think that you definitely need to, to get with God in prayer and have revelation, um, for yourself and always, always compare it to the word of God. Um, that's very important. Um, and God is not a man that he should lie, right? Just like the vision said, the vision won't lie. And that's Numbers twenty three nineteen. He's not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Um, he has said, wait, it says, has he said and he will not do it or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? No, he will not. He will not say something and not do it. He will not lie. He cannot lie. And his word does not return void. So anything that he has said, and he says the vision will not delay. So if you've had a vision or you've had a dream of something amazing and awesome that God has said you are going to have, that that that's even crazy like, let's just think that, like, you had the most crazy vision in the entire world, and you knew that the Holy Spirit was all over that vision, and you were like, that's impossible, that can never happen, God. Why? Why can't it happen? Don't put God in a box. You know, really, don't put God in a box, because God, He is the creator of the universe. If you have what you say you have, like at Mark eleven twenty four states, and he cannot lie, right? And the vision will not delay, and he gives you a vision, and you say, yes, that is what I say I have, Lord. You know, you need to place your trust in his word, and that he says, I am not going to lie to you, my child. If it doesn't happen the way or the time that you think mm -hmm. it's going to happen, that does not matter. You hold fast, just like Abraham. His wife was old. He was old. You know, they. he never once was like, his wife laughed and didn't believe. 
you know, but dang it. Could you imagine waiting 25 years, you know, being 99 years old? And then all of a sudden the problem, could you imagine the rejoicing and the celebrating and happy dancing up and down and eating cake, <laughs> whatever kind of cake they had back then, unleavened cake, I don't know, but they must have been celebrating, you know, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and the last scripture I wanted to note was, don't grow weary in doing good, Galatians 6, 9, um, it says not to grow weary, I know that it's hard not to, it's really hard not to, um, because it's just hard. <laughs> I think Americans too, living in America, it's like everything's convenient for us, right? Fast food, you know, grocery pickup, everything is like now, 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 now. Okay. We just need to know that it's going to happen. And God knows what we need. God knows what we want. He wants to give us the desire of our heart. And he, I mean, that's, he wants to give us every good thing, more than we could ever imagine. And that's like going back to the vision. If you think it's so crazy and so unbelievable, you know, there's a scripture. I didn't look that one up and, um, I can paraphrase a little bit, um, that he give more abundantly, more than we could ever ask for, think, or imagine, and that's in that song, one of my favorites, Jaira. Um, that's what he wants to give us more than, and if you think about that, so people with great imaginations, they can think and imagine a lot of cool stuff. So if he's saying he wants to give us, and he of course has the ability to give us more than we could ever think, want, or imagine. For us to enjoy. I think that scripture says at the end. For us to enjoy. So it's not just that he takes care of our need. He takes care of our desires. Our wants. He wants to give us stuff to enjoy. Not just stuff to survive. Right? So that's amazing. So don't think that what you want. Or what you want to do. Your dream. Your goals your visions in life, like, if you think they're so crazy and outlandish, they are not, and if you feel like you've been waiting forever, you have not, <laughs> I just want to tell you, unless you've been waiting your entire, literally your entire life, like, that would be forever for you, I guess, but it's, it's gonna come, and, uh, a famous preacher recently, I'll steal a quote from him, um, he said, shut up, it's coming. <laughs> Quit your crying, it's coming. So it's like, stop stop being a baby. You know, stop complaining. Stop questioning God. Because you can't please him without what? Faith, right? And it's not our faith. It's Jesus' faith, which is perfect faith. Thank the Lord. So we are always pleasing to God. We are always, always pleasing to God. And I know that sentence sounded totally contradictory. I think it's because I started off with my old way of stinking thinking and I ended it with revelationary thinking. <laughs> so it's not our faith. But he doesn't want us to complain either because what does complaining bring? Snakes, right? So I don't want to do that. But it's just like 
you know, hold on, hold on to your britches, pull up your big boy, big girl pants and carry on, right? Don't complain because that's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to make it come faster. All it's going to do is make you miserable in the waiting. And that's what this whole thing is about that I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Encouragement in the waiting. Be encouraged, beloved. It's coming. And don't grow weary in doing good. Because in due season, it will happen. It will happen. And God is always on time. He is always perfect when he brings something into our lives. And when we look back We're like, oh, that's why I totally get it. And I totally love that it happened at this time and this way, even though back at the beginning, we had a totally different way of thinking about how and when and what was going to happen with the vision that he gave us. So I just want to encourage you. It's going to happen. And whatever you say is going to happen. If it's good, obviously, if you say, I want my neighbor's wife, that's not going to happen, guys. And, I mean, we're not even going to go there anyway. But I just want to encourage you in the waiting, stay encouraged. Stay celebrating, okay? Look, Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep walking towards him. Do not look at the storm around you. I don't want you to sink, okay? Brother and sister, I do not want to see you sinking or drowning, it's not fun, okay, you still will go to heaven, you still will spend eternity with Jesus, I'll see you there, we'll party, we'll hang out, we'll barbecue, all that good stuff, but I want you to have a good life now, okay, so that's why I want to encourage you, don't let things that you see going on in the world now, or stuff that you don't see happening that you thought would already happen, get you down okay because it will happen it will happen he said it's gonna happen his prophet said it's gonna happen the word says it's gonna happen and you desire it excuse me so all those things working together for our good right it's gonna happen so i just wanted to encourage you in that i love you guys and we already did our shout out salvation thing so I hope everybody that wanted to took advantage of that um again I don't know if you can leave comments on these podcast majiggers I know this goes on Spotify so I don't know if there's a, a comment thing there but if you have questions concerns comments prayer requests anything just look me up on Facebook, Angela Lopez, and I'll be happy to chat with you unless you're a hater, and then I'll just pray for you. Alrighty, love you guys, and I will see you, or talk to you, talk at ya <laughs> next week in the next episode of Jesus and Coffee. Love you, bye.